Well, good morning. There's nothing quite like the birth of a baby to evoke some of the deepest emotions that people will ever feel in the whole of their lives. I've been near that occasion three times, and the sense of wonder, the sense of amazement, the sense of a miracle happening, the sense of responsibility, the sense of relief that pregnancy is over, the sense of excitement, the sense of a family increasing, the sense of a new start, the sense of anticipation, perhaps even dread and uncertainty, financial insecurity, opportunity, everything floods into the mind when a baby is born. And all those emotions must have been felt by Mary, most particularly, and by Joseph, the stepfather of Jesus. On that day that we're celebrating today, the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. And one of those feelings that arises within people at the birth of a baby is the sense that we're touching the miraculous, something that's happened that's hard for us to explain in human terms, that a a new life has been created. We know the biological mechanism, but somehow or other it's more than that. Something incredible has happened. And Mary must have felt those feelings, but she felt them with an even greater intensity than any mother today might feel those feelings because she knew the backstory, and she knew the impossibility of her pregnancy because it was not of human origin. It was not Joseph's biological child. Jesus, implanted in her womb by the power of the Holy Spirit, she knew that something had happened in her body so miraculous And so astonishing that there were almost no words to describe what it actually meant to her. Joy to the world. Joy. Joseph and Mary must have felt incredible joy. And the joy multiplied when a a rabble of shepherds came trundling down the road off the hillside knocking on doors, trying to find an unexpected baby in an unexpected place that they'd heard about from angels on the hillside. And they came knocking and looking and knocking and looking until they found Mary and Joseph. And then they erupted in a sense of joy and excitement because they were utterly astonished at what happened here. They were doing their normal job on the hillsides of Bethlehem and suddenly angels appeared to them and suddenly they saw this baby and they knew something incredible happened and they just went and told everybody about it. People tell people, tell people, tell people, tell people when a baby is born. The word spreads, doesn't it? But there's another side of the story that's hardly ever thought about, but must have been true. Joy, but also sadness and loss for Mary and Joseph. Where were their family? Where were their family? They were far from home, 70 or 80 miles away from home. None of their close relatives were present. Where was Mary's mother and father? Her siblings, if she had any, her friends, all the people that mattered to us. They weren't there. They were on their own. 
certain sadness, a certain loss, a certain discomfort. And there was one particular person that Mary would have missed, and that was her relative, Elizabeth, with whom she'd spent three months during her pregnancy while she also, Elizabeth, was pregnant with John the Baptist. Where is Elizabeth? At the time of childbirth, women will frequently want their nearest and dearest to be closest to them. But it's not always possible. And so there was sadness, discomfort, uncertainty. Where are we going to go next? How long before we get home? Have we got enough money? Where are we going to go from this stable or this room to find more uh, suitable accommodation for the next few weeks until we're ready to travel? Unanswered questions, sadness, discomfort, challenge for Mary and Joseph. Now, when we face Christmas... We have this same mixture of joy and sadness in our emotions, and most people will feel this even this morning, because when we come to Christmas, we come to the end of the year, and we think of loss, do we not, as well as gain. The Princess of Wales last night eloquently spoke in the carol service that she hosted and organized of the loss to the nation and the family of Her Majesty the Queen. Elizabeth II, who died this year. Some of you here will have lost relatives in the last 12 months. Some of us have the sense of loss because we're separated from our family by geography or by relational complexity or by sickness or some other difficulty. And this has been a year of complexity and difficulty of loss for our nation, hasn't it, in many different ways. And some of us have been affected by this personally. So isn't it strange How joy and sorrow, joy and sadness mixed together in human experience. And I want to take you back to Bethlehem and say that's exactly what happened for Mary and Joseph. There were some troubling emotions as well as some astonishing joy and thankfulness to God. So we need to find the joy. How do we find the joy? Well, it's all in a name. When the child is born, the next question is, what's her name? What's his name? And you know how frustrating it is when people say, oh, we haven't decided yet. (laughs) But Mary and Joseph had decided, or to be more accurate, it had been decided for them. Because Joseph and Mary independently had received revelation from God via angelic visitations, independent of each other, To say that they should not follow the Jewish tradition and name the boy by a family name, but should choose a unique name, not in the family, Yeshua in Hebrew, Jesus to us, meaning literally, God is salvation. And in the ancient world, a name carried incredible power and significance. To name somebody Jesus was an unusual thing to do in those days. Yeshua, Jesus. God is salvation. And so clearly when people heard this name, they would realize that the birth is not the whole story. How can the birth of a child bring 
deliverance and salvation and change for people. And of course we know that the angel said to Joseph, you'll call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins, Matthew 1 verse 21. And so we know that our joy cannot just be in the birth, but in the life, in the death, in the resurrection of Jesus, in the forgiveness, the new life that he offers. And some people miss the story because they close the door as Christmas ends and the new year starts. They close the door of Bethlehem and put Christmas in a cupboard. But Christ won't stay in a cupboard. He lived his full life. And so for us, joy at Christmas is either thanksgiving for the salvation that we enjoy or our joy can, can return by perhaps returning to him in a fresh way or perhaps even turning to him in the first time and saying, I really, really want you in the center of my life. So my prayer for us all today is that we will experience joy that doesn't go away because it's based in a real relationship with this Savior. I'd love the musicians to come back again because we're going to conclude in a moment with the carol that we frequently sing, Joy to the World. Mary and Joseph experienced incredible joy, but also the sadness of the complexity of human life. And you will be experiencing some of that today, as indeed I am. But there's a greater joy that we can experience through the presence and the power of Jesus in our lives. Let's stand together.